Welcome back to the Young Adults for Christ podcast, and thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Brett, and this is episode four, and we have a chance to look into a topic this week, uh, which we'll get into in a second. Before we do that, who else is in the studio with me? Uh, it's me, Sebastian. <laughs> I mean, I think you Who else would it be? I mean, maybe we should get other people. I think you're right. We should do a little... I think we should do something about it, at. All right, like, a, well, we have a few friends in mind. Yeah. Um, people who are who love Jesus a lot, and also who I think are slightly more intelligent. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, but uh, yeah, there are a few people we'd love to get in the studio with us to kind of have a discussion. Because again, I think that's what we're doing here. Really, is just two dudes having a discussion about stuff that they love. Obviously, Jesus being the center of all that we love, um, but out of that comes so many questions. And like I said, you said in the beginning, we're doing this. Uh, really just to help young adults have a space to take their questions, see that it's okay to wrestle, um, but also Young Adults for Christ as an entity also exists to help, help young adults live out their faith. And so yeah. it's good to have these questions as you live these, your, your faith out. Uh, but yeah, how are you doing today, Seb? Yeah, I'm good. Eh? I've, I think <clears throat> I've got an exciting next couple of weeks. I'm doing a talk at youth. I'm doing nice. yeah, a few podcasts to record. So it's an exciting couple of weeks and... It's a lot of processes going into it, but I mean, it's cool to spend extra time with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, know we should do a topic on one day? It's like, how do you prep a talk for something? Yeah. Like a a mini sermon or something. Well, that'd be cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you can bring in your experience, I will try as well. Um, Because it's hard sometimes. Like I actually went to a valedictory service um, with Marilyn last night for uh, Yeshiva College where she works. And like listening to some of these people make speeches, you like the way they structured their speech so well. And I was like... Once you leave school, no one tells you how to structure stuff. Yeah. But then sometimes we'd say, hey, come preach at youth. And you're like, well, how do I start? <laughs> exactly. What, yeah. what, do, what do I do? Do I read the whole Bible <laughs> then like put something together? <laughs> no, we forget that structure that our English teachers taught us back in, in school. Because, I mean, Brett and I are getting to, to an older age now. We're becoming grandpas slowly. I'm so old. And I think school is very much at the back of our brains at this stage. Yeah. And life is kind of in front of it and life gets busy and yeah. we kind of forget what we learned there. So yeah. Exactly. I think it'll be cool to do a how to a prep a sermon. Talk on that, yeah. I like a podcast. That would uh, be good, bro. How are you doing? How's your week been? Uh yeah, doing well, thanks, Eb. It's been a busy week. Um I guess when people listen to this, it'll be next week. So everything will be would have happened already yeah. but um <laughs> this weekend um so when you listen to this it would have been the weekend we just had uh it's quite a busy one we've got um uh something with some of my friends in the morning and then there's one like my best mates their little daughter is turning one and so Ooh. we're having a little birthday lunch birthday thing party time. yeah 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 and then in the evening we've got the follower a with Matt Lewis, connect, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow cool. Connect, which is going to be super cool. A uh, chance for us just to lean into God and see what He's doing in Joburg. Uh, so that's Saturday evening, and then Sunday, obviously Sunday morning church. Then we've got like an elders meeting after that, and then we've got uh, Mike and Ruth's wedding. Oh wow! Um, you got a you got a weekend, which I'm getting you, to eh? speak at. <laughs> yeah, I so had the privilege of marrying them, uh, so I'm really excited. Yeah, it's a busy weekend, but it's such a good weekend because there's just so mm. much God involved in this. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. I think. Getting to speak at a wedding must be such an amazing time. Just Yo. getting to, to, I guess, 
be part of that joy that is marriage. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's such a privilege. Yeah, I, I haven't done tons of weddings, but uh, the ones that I have done have always been one of the highlights that I get to yeah. get to speak at. It's like one I mean, of the coolest speaking opportunities. You get to speak at all your like good friends' weddings as well, which right? Because cool. yeah, I did Tim and Sarah back in June, and yeah. like I discipled Tim, and I was like one of my really good mates. Mike and Ruth also discipled Mike. Ruth was in my the very first Bible study I ever led here at the church. Oh wow! Um, and so the very close friends of ours. Sarah was also she, she came through the youth who married. Um, so like it's like family weddings pretty yeah. much that our church family that I get to do you know I love Mikey as well one of my very good friends so it's just it's such a privilege to to do that maybe yeah. one day I'll let you marry me Sib <laughs> we'll find you a woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta find the woman first to, to marry, no right? I think yeah, God is still refining her because to put up with you takes a very special woman so yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, I think like I'm not only difficult as a human I think my life structure is difficult to fit into. And as much as I say I would like to change for a woman, I don't see it changing enough to satisfy a normal woman. Like, because I'm quite, like, I'm very busy with different things for multiple different things in my life, but mainly ministry. Like, first thing in my mind that comes is, how can I serve God better? Mm. And then it's, how can I serve, for instance, my wife better? Mm. And if serving God better looks like serving because the church needs me, I'm going to serve in that space mm. before. And like, it's a mindset I'm willing to, to, to adjust, but not change, if that makes sense. You will have to adjust it. Um, I mean, no, we, we, adjust. we need to get into what we're here to talk about. Uh, but we can also have a quick uh, DMC on Seb's dating life. <laughs> Chamber. All the people who listen to this can be like, jeepers, where are these guys going with this? But um. <laughs> Yeah, like I think sometimes we maybe get confused and we put God in a list. And so God is number one, wife is number two, church is number three, work is number four, say. Um, And I I don't think it's like that linear or or that clear. And so, you know, serving God well and serving his church well might be sometimes saying no to church things so that you can be with your wife um, first uh, or your girlfriend first. I mean... We, we, that may, I mean, this is now probably another topic we need to talk about. How do you date well? How do you Ooh. choose a, a, um, a, top, so a two topics from one podcast. That from we one little intro. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just do think um, it's something I've had to learn over like the two years of marriage. I mean, I'm by no means a pro at relationships. Mm. I've only been married for two years. But um, yeah, man, it's, like, it's a hard thing to balance, to figure out how do you do this. Like you call to love your wife first. Yeah. You call to love her as Christ loved the church which is self-sacrificial you've got to die to yourself you've got to put her wants and needs above yours all those beautiful things while then holding intention like Christ's call on us to go make disciples yeah. and all the things and it's just this beautiful mess and God is so good when he brings the right people together but no, enough on that topic let's we'll talk to about that another time <laughs> uh, let's talk about today and what are we talking about today Seb? So I think today's conversation is going to be on, and it's going to be very much conversational based yep. because like, I don't think there's a set standard to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think what sparked today's conversation is the saying God said, Yeah. because I think it's something that a lot of, a lot of people go to and they, they use it to kind of back up what they're saying, but mm-hmm. also like, I don't know, bring God into a conversation yeah. if, if need be. So yeah, today's conversation is just going to be on like that God said and hearing God's voice. Yeah, so. like yeah, like how do you hear God's voice and how do you discern? Because I, 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 yeah, I've seen it used poorly before, where someone yeah. will go up to a person and say, "God told me X, Y, Z," or "God said we should do 
ABC. Yeah. You know, and um, I think it's a, it's a difficult topic because this range is, it depends really on what denomination you kind of come from and your your Christian heritage. Uh, and different denominations view this very differently. Like we're obviously coming from uh, like our experience here at Rosemary Union Church, which has Baptist roots. And so yeah. Oaks will joke with Baptists and say they're like the frozen chosen. You know, they don't believe in the Holy <laughs> Spirit. So obviously we're going to say God doesn't speak anymore, yeah. which is not what we're saying at all. But then other people on the other side from other um, like denominations or like expressions of, of Christianity go like on the other side where it's like, each day God is speaking into my life and like and I so when I tell someone God told me it's coming from a real expression of my faith and so like I guess for all of us as Christ followers trying to figure out what does it mean for God to still speak today and yeah. how do we can we use the phrase God said um, so that's what we're going to be talking about we probably won't give you any answers today probably yeah. make you just go home and think well <laughs> think about this some more it's definitely um, made me think more serious yeah, in what way I think so for me, I'm kind of, like you said, coming from the background I have and also I think from that background reading scripture and the way I do, like I've got a blunt answer to this. Like God speaks, but he doesn't speak like speak, speak. Okay. Like you can hear his voice and he definitely has input in our lives, but he uses the authority, which is the Bible, okay. to speak into our lives. Whereas like, I think... So why would you say that's blunt? Because I'm like, that sounds beautiful. Like because to some people... It's not that like the Holy Spirit speaks daily, like you said, okay. where they wake up and they're like, God said today I'm going to go and I'm going to find a person in a green shirt and I'm going to speak to that person and I'm going to hear about some issue in their life. And he tells them that issue. Like mm. 100%, I agree, God can't speak into a situation like that. But I think I'm, I'm more to the conservative side of saying, like, rather use scripture to back that up yeah, than good. just going out and saying. Yeah, and I guess this this speaks then into like the spiritual gifts um, yeah. kind of topic, which actually um, Rosemary Union Church with Pastor Richard and Pastor Zwei, they did that um, they, they, on the Scratchpad podcast. They looked yeah. specifically at spiritual gifts and like how does God outwork those things. Um, so I would just point people to, it's called the Scratchpad podcast. Go give that a listen for, I think, like a really good in-depth view of that stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, like we're not coming here saying the spiritual gifts don't happen anymore. Like I think our view is there's the, what's it, sensei, uh, sensation. Sensationalism. Yeah, I can't remember. We're basically the, them, yeah. Yeah, the gifts or the gifts have stopped and all versus the gifts are still continuing. Yeah. And um, I'll say the gifts are still in operation today. God will gives gifts to, or the Holy Spirit gives gifts to people as he chooses. Um, so like no one has the gift of this the gift of healing the gift of exactly, tongues yeah. the gift of this god uses those gifts as and when he chooses and you just get to be the vessel when he chooses to do those things yeah. um but in that space then i guess is like the gift of um what's it the gift of prophecy you know or like a, a wisdom gift yeah. and so like our my understanding that would of that would be a gift of prophecy would be god giving you a a picture or something of a situation um but another person might look at that and say, no, God is using you and like there's a very specific thing that you need to go and do right now. You know, so now we're almost interpreting the gifts space. Yeah. And so like I don't want to go all too far that way. You know, I want to hold rather in like our cultural expression of like, hey, God said I should date you. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> what do you do with that? My favorite one. <laughs> Imagine God said in the service. I'm at the five o'clock service. There's a girl on the other side of the church. <laughs> She's got brown hair and blue eyes. I'm going to marry her. 
Yeah. And I go tell her, God said that. And yeah. I'm like, cool. Like, oh, I speak to God a lot. He don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think, and that's, and that's, I think that's where we need to be cautious. So like, that's the, to- like where we want to, I think, double click to use yeah. pastor's wise language. Or double click on that to say, we, we, what we want to be very careful of is using God's name to validate my feelings or emotions or desires. Yes. So you have a desire to go, you know, like you notice this beautiful woman and you're looking for a girlfriend. So you're like, cool, I'm going to go ask her if we can go on a date. Fine, do it. But don't come in there with like, God told me. Yeah. Because now like, well, then what if God told her no? Exactly. Which God is right. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think that's how God speaks because, and we'll get into some scripture in a second, it's very rare actually that we see the audible voice yeah. of God clearly speaking and then obviously being recorded in our Bible. It's very rare. It is. And I mean, uh, spoking, spoking. Spoking. Speaking about the audible voice, I mean, so you know, Francis Chan, who's a, an amazing pastor, and he, he wrote a book called The Forgotten, Forgotten God, mm-hmm. which is about the Holy Spirit. And then, he did a like a, a Bible study run through it, and in that Bible study run, in the I think it's even the first week, like he he says like he spends a lot of time with God. He spends a lot of time sitting in a secret space, and he goes. He uses an example of him going to like the beach, and looking over creation and seeing God, and he he feels God in those times. But he says like in all his years of following Christ, in all his years of doing ministry, he's never physically heard mm. the audible voice of God. Like, and I think that, that speaks like mountains into this conversation because like, he's a man who's spent years researching this topic, researching the Holy Spirit, researching, praying over this exact topic. And he's never heard that mm. audible voice. Yeah. So, and then we look in scripture, like you're saying, there's only so many, so such specific people at such specific times yeah. that hear the audible voice of yeah. God. And I think for us to to now come and every second person say, God said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like God spoke directly to me in the set, like, are we not going against what scriptures taught us about yeah. the audible voice of God? Yeah, because I mean, if that is the audible voice of God, like, maybe should form part of our scripture. Yeah. Because that's what happens in the Old Testament and in the New Testament where God speaks, it's written down. But we know the canon's closed. We know that the Bible is complete and finished. Everything we need to know God and about the good news is formed in our Bible. Yeah. And so, no, we're not going to add your... So if God is speaking to you, that's hectic. We should like stand up and listen. That's like, that's like the Bible. But we don't do that because that would be dangerous to open the yeah. canon and just keep adding stuff to the Bible. So I'm, I'm going to quickly go have a quick look at some scriptures. Oh. And again, so just to preface it, like it's actually unclear. Uh, um, he says, even in the biblically recorded instances of God speaking, it is not always clear whether it was an audible voice, an inner voice or a mental impression. Right. Yeah. But the ones we're going to look at now seem to be, seem to be saying it's an audible voice. Uh, so I'm just going to give you a quick little, read some scriptures. So it says, this is Exodus uh, chapter 3, verse 14. God said to Moses, and that seems pretty clear, like it was a spoken thing. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Beautiful. I'm pretty sure 
I'm pretty sure Moses heard the voice of God yeah. there. Uh, um, <clears throat> then we've got uh, Joshua 1.1. After the death of Moses, the servants of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And then said some good things. Uh, so God clearly said something. Then in Samuel 3.11, Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the, um, the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. That's cool. So the Lord said to Samuel, goes on, and the Lord said to Job, as in Job 41, uh, Jeremiah 1, 7, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth for to all, for to all to whom I send you, you shall go and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Mm. So again, that sounds like the Lord said that to Jeremiah. Even in Acts, we have now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Uh, and in uh, 9.15, but the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. Something or a verse you picked up on earlier. So again, just throughout our scripture, we see it written down that God said, quotation marks, words that God said. So does God speak audibly? Yes. But God speaks audibly is generally the, ex well, no, God speaking audibly is the exception, not the rule. Yeah. Obviously, we have Jesus Christ himself, who is God, who spoke audibly, but we're talking here now about that like voice, yeah. right? And so um, God speaking audibly is the exception because otherwise our whole Bible would be quotation marks. It would exactly. just be quotation marks of God speaking the whole time, but it's not. It's a, it's a story of God's people and God guiding his people and with audible speak uh, times of speech seeded throughout that. Um, and so again, audible voice, inner voice, or mental impression. And I just want to give you a quick story about myself and then we'll head back. I'll pass the mic back over to you. But I have felt that God has spoken to me before, right? Mm. And I, I, I don't actually share this too often, but God spoke to me in a like an inner voice, but it wasn't even an inner voice. It was an inner peace. So mm. like not so much mental, but also hearts. So like mental hearts. And where it was, it was my calling into ministry. And I was really tussling with carrying on my studies towards um, becoming a CA or going into full-time ministry. And now I really didn't like accounting and all that it encountered to be a CA. And to be honest, I also wasn't very good at it. But I was like pushing on because that was what I had signed up for. Mm. I didn't like it. But I knew that my, my parents had been generous enough to pay for this education and I needed to push on and I wanted to finish it. But then on the other hand, I just desired so strongly to go into ministry. And so I was wrestling with this. And I still remember one time I was house sitting for someone um, and I remember crying in the shower over this because it was like three weeks out from my final exam. And I was like, God, I don't want to do this, but I know that I don't want to just give up accounting because I'm bad at it or I don't want it and go into ministry because it's easy and I like it. Mm. Not that it's easy, but you know what I'm saying? It was easier to me than accounting because yeah. I enjoyed it. So I was like wrestling and tussling. And in that moment, I was like legit crying in the shower <laughs> in this random house that I was house sitting. I just felt this inner peace wash over me and I felt I didn't hear I felt God say to me my son I want you to do what you love mm. like do that I want you to do what what you love and I just felt this peace of like it's okay I don't have to be a CA I don't have to finish this accounting degree I can go into ministry with the blessing of God and like my, it, everything changed in that moment and so 
I, fit, I wrote the final exam, didn't pass accounting, got an undergrad in accounting and left that behind and turned towards ministry. And I know that this is good. And I know that this is what God wants of me. Yeah. But it wasn't an audible voice. Uh, but at the same time, it also pertained personally to me. It didn't like it, it include all these other people outside. I didn't go to someone with this like, hey, God told me you, I must be in ministry. Now you have to give me a job. Yeah. It was like a God confirming a thing inside of me and then him allowing me to work that out as I followed him in that space. And so I think, it's again, that's a personal experience. Like, that's not scripture. It's not truth. It's yeah. like what I've experienced. But I think as I've, like, spoken with other people in this space, that's often how God speaks, in a small inner voice, yeah. rather than the, the loud clap of thunder and lightning and, this is the Lord, thou shalt go out with Exactly. You yeah. know how he spoke so, to Samuel and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that's old. Like that's how God spoke in the Old Testament. That's how God yeah. spoke in, in the coming of the of Christ in the New Testament. Very rare to see that happening today, man. That's yeah. what I think. I mean, I I had a similar experience to you. I mean, yeah. I remember very clearly the day. Even it was. I don't know if you remember back when I worked in landscaping. Yeah. The day I resigned from from that job because I mean it was a tussle that I think I brought you in on yes, a few I times. It was a big tussle within my life. Like I just wasn't, didn't agree with me, didn't. And the day I I resigned, I remember leaving after resigning with immediate effect, leaving the office, and I drove straight to the church because we had an event here in the evening. But on the way, like I was listening to worship music, I was spending time with Jesus, and I just remember, like, just started crying. Mm. Like I just started crying, and it wasn't a bad cry. It was like, it was just like you said having that 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 feeling of peace and god saying well done my son you listened mm. you understood sure and like but it wasn't something like i didn't say i didn't go out and say god told me to resign it was a tussle within me yes a reaction to the tussle and to to my beliefs which come from his word his authority mm. and then being obedient to that tussle or that that conversation I'm having within my own self yeah. with Jesus, going out doing it, and then He's like, "Good job, you, you followed me well." Yeah, and He gives you that peace. You just sit there and, like, I don't cry. Yeah, there's one <laughs> thing about me: I don't cry. So when I cry, I know I'm either doing something really wrong or I'm doing something right. And like, when I cried that day, it was it was ne it wasn't a cry that I'd ever felt before. Yeah, it was like it was just like. I'm crying not because I'm sad. I'm not because I'm just. I'm finally at peace. I'm finally sitting in a space where I feel that I can spend quality time with God. I can spend quality time and not have this weighing effect of sure. something else behind me. So, so I, I totally get that. Like yeah. that you crying in the in the <laughs> shower, me crying in my car, yeah. driving to church. Like because I think that is how God speaks. Like as we sit under His Word his authority we are aligning our hearts with god and as we align our hearts with god he then will speak to us through his word through our emotions through the holy spirit prompting us in areas um but again it's always in line with his word it's always in line with where he's taking us as humans and so we have to counter that like if if, if you've like if someone says to you God said that we need to go and plant a church over there. 
mm. right? Like God told me, I heard the voice of the Lord. Cool. Let's test that with scripture. Does God love church growth, his body growing? Yes. We can like read throughout Corinthians how like mm. churches are planted and all this amazing stuff. Um, is that a beautiful thing for God to do? Yes, he would love for a new community to be there. Um, so like this is in line with God's word. So we can probably step towards that in faith, but I would still hold intention to say it is so rare that the audible voice of God said that. I would like interrogate that person. Yeah. I'd be like, is that your feeling? Is that your heart? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying that God didn't prompt you to take us there, yeah. but I just want to understand what you mean by God said. Because yeah. I don't think the Lord, the word of the Lord, you know, like like this, this the what's it? The clouds parted, a voice from heaven came down. Because yeah. that's God said. That's and what did you experience that? And they'll probably say, no, I yeah. had a feeling, or I've had a dream, or I just feel within my spirit. Then it's like, okay, cool. Now we can talk a bit more. That is an awesome idea. Now we can test this with wisdom. We can test this with statistics of church exactly, planting. We yeah. can test this with finances. Because if you put God said in front of something, you can't argue with it. Exactly, God said it, God yeah. said it, you got to do it. But it's so rare that God says that. And yeah. so when you say, I have a feeling, I have an impression from the Holy Spirit, maybe this could be good for us. Now we're opening that discussion, the thing you're feeling from God, to being tested by the word, being tested by the wisdom of other leaders, being tested by like common sense and yeah. knowledge and all those good things. And I think that's what I would really love to try to leave people with is that like, just be careful when you use the word, the words God said, because now you're saying, I can't argue with you. Yeah. And I think Dallas Willard kind of like broke down the answer to that. Yeah. But he didn't use the word God said though. He says, yeah, there is no avoiding the fact that we live at the mercy of our ideas. <laughs> This is never more true than with our ideas about God. Mm. So like, we've sure. fallen. We we see in Genesis, Adam and Eve fell, yeah. and we've lived fallen since then. And we we've had our own ideas about life. We we've had our own wants and needs. Mm. So we're going to try and bring God into our wants, which doesn't always align with God's will for us. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I think that's where the God said statement, like you say, is is so dangerous because like we go, God might say it, but we're going to put our own interpretation on it. Mm. And that's the dangerous part of saying God said because when you say God said, you're saying God's will was told to me directly. And sometimes I wish, I'm mm. like, Lord, just tell me what you want with my yeah. life. Like, just show just, me the map. Just show me where I'm going. I just yeah. want to see this path. Yeah. And I haven't had that opportunity yet. And mm. one day I hope to 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 have a sort of like <laughs> like you know when 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 Google Maps is offline and it <laughs> takes you on what it thought offline was yeah, yeah. the best route, but then halfway through the route it changes you and tells you to do a U-turn, like. I'm pretty sure that's what my life is like. I think I know what God's will is mm. for my life. And I think I know what God's saying. But I'm putting my own interpretation and then God's taking me and he's going to he's gonna make me do a U-turn yeah. to rather go, I don't know, a In different road towards the end goal. Yeah. Because I think we need to remember like we're, we're whole people. 
Like yeah. we're 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 a spirit, mind, body. Um, we have a conscience, and so like God uses those things when we line ourselves up with Him through the Bible and through prayer. We align our our will to His, and then we are able to hear Him more clearly. But hearing Him, like again, like I almost wish English had more words, you know, because it's not hear; it's feel Him. But feel means something different to what I'm trying to say, if that makes sense. So like we will hear God in the sense that we will have circumstances happening in our lives. Our conscience will help us guide to what is right or wrong as it stands with the word of the God. And together with all these different elements of our mm. whole being, we can follow God as we hear from him. Yeah. But again, to throw in God said, it's not, Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. And there's another quote here from Dallas Willard again. Just keep reading like, Dallas Willard quotes. Very, Dallas Willard uh, is doing a good job clever. here. And like it says here, our failure to hear his voice, so our failure to hear God's voice when we want to is due to the fact that we don't in general want to hear mm. God's voice. Sure. That we want it only when we think we need it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's coming back to that last quote. Our ideas are coming into it. So... Yes, you can hear God's voice. We 100% back that God speaks still today mm. in different ways. But we need to be tentative to his voice at all times, not just when we want to hear his yeah. voice. Yeah. Because if we're not listening to his voice in the situations that are going well in our lives, how can we then ask him to speak to us in the situations that are going bad mm. and then not put our own wants and ideas above his will yeah. in those bad times? Yeah. So. Our, our failure to, to not want to listen all the time leads to our ideas becoming bigger than God's sure. in our brains, showing that God's voice gets morphed yeah. and put in our wants. Like back to that original statement you said of that girl on the other side of the church with brown hair and blue eyes. Yeah. Like, sure, she's a beautiful young lady. Go speak to her. Maybe you find out you want to pursue her, but don't say that it was God that wanted that. <laughs> you like, wanted that. You wanted that. You <laughs> thought she was good looking. You thought, let me yeah. go speak to her, Yeah. which is totally fine. You can talk to a girl. <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk to a girl, God doesn't have to tell you to talk to girls. Yes. Like You can do that. And then if you get married one day, cool, maybe God did speak to you, but don't lead with that. Yeah, That's yeah. Like, God spoke to you through like your inner moving towards like the heavens didn't open and the voice of the Lord didn't interrupt the sermon to say, "Hey, go <laughs> there, across the room," you, you know. Yeah. Um, because like the, again, Scripture is our foundation. Yeah. Scripture guides all of that. So if you're going to open the Bible the, and find for someone to go out with, the only person you can go out with is a woman called Joy, because we're told to go out with Joy. But obviously, we're not talking about the person joy. We're talking exactly. about the feeling joy. Yeah. And so you're not going to find who you should date in the Bible. So now we have to turn to God telling me stuff. Yeah. No, like you're a full human being. Pray to God, ask for his guidance, seek for his wisdom, and then yeah. go out and like have the freedom to honor him in the way you interact with men and women. We've mm -hmm. spoken a lot about uh you know, girlfriends and stuff. But I've also heard it said, like, God told me I must break up with you. Ooh. Don't say that. Just say, this I don't think working. we're good together. Yeah. <laughs> or I have a feeling as I've looked at our relationship and I've compared it to scripture and all those cool things that maybe we're not honoring God. Yeah. I think we should break up. 
that's basically the same thing as saying God said I must break up with you because as I've read the Bible as I've interpreted our feelings this is not a God honoring a relationship so we should break up yeah but you're putting the blame then on God you're pushing him into the the realm of like a bad person when you were the person who no, wanted you to break were the up. one that didn't want or to God want told to me yeah exactly God told me what you did was wrong or God told me that you shouldn't have said that yeah maybe you had a stirring like you get that feeling you know when someone says something that's just offensive and wrong and in your gut you're like that wasn't right yeah that could be the holy spirit nudging you to go speak to that person and so when you go you go to them as an e- as an equal and as a brother or sister in christ to say hey my spirit was unhappy when that happened so I just want to talk to you about it yeah that's beautiful you're coming together on equal terms instead of coming putting yourself like a level yeah, up yeah. and I've, I've direct, I have direct lines to God and God said that was wrong yeah. that's not loving but you, you're also yeah. using the authority that God gives you in that situation because we read in I think it's I could be mistaken you yeah. can correct me it's Matthew 17 yeah. where God says call your brother out one on one first oh the way we um, yeah to conflict uh, resolution uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like and conflict doesn't just look like I'm having a fight with Brett yeah it looks like someone using God's God's word wrong you saying something that's wrong yeah so you go you call that person out one on one and you don't use God as the authoritative figure yeah. you you just say look we both living this life mm. we both want to be as close to Jesus as possible yeah i believe that what you said was wrong and i've done research on it and here in the bible we and I think it might be wrong it's it says so 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 whatever it says and you go and you but you don't do it like i don't know like for instance like a boss shouting at a at a at a staff member yeah you don't go walking in with the high authority mm. you go walking in as a as a as a, just a, a worker yeah with another worker speaking about something yeah. to come to a to a resolution which lifts you both up yeah, doesn't just good. lift you up that's good. Because, it, I mean, we see Jesus loving people. We don't see Jesus hating on people. Yeah. The only time I can see Jesus not loving on people, and he actually was loving on those people, was when he threw tables over in the in the synagogue. That's yeah. the only in the temple. The temple. Yeah. It's the only time we see Jesus not per se loving people, showing like. So well, why? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Why are we then saying, God said, you know, ang- like to to authoritize our anger mm. over a situation. Yeah, we throw, like God said, in front of our anger to like give our anger authority and yeah. weight. Yeah. And like, I don't know, for me, rather go out, love the person first, show the person where they've gone wrong. Mm. And gentleness, correct them. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then maybe we need yeah. to bring more authoritative figures <laughs> earthly figures yeah, I mean, again, into the, the picture the Matthew principle, yeah. exactly it's like there's a way in dealing with conflict yeah. and conflict doesn't look like a fight conflict yeah. looks like anything that's going against the word of god mm. or against the rules of your country not mm. well not the rules of your country but the rules placed over you yeah and so conflict needs to be dealt with in a very gentle way yeah. you don't see jesus saying call the person out like that. He says, go yeah. and just 
gently love over that person. Yeah, like don't be afraid. Uh, yeah, don't be afraid to approach and yeah. call people out. Like we must go where we see error and fault, but we go with love. Exactly. And we don't go with like uh, God told me or like I have a higher knowledge than you because I know more about God. So really, God said, no, 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 none of that. As a fellow heir of the kingdom of God, I'm coming here to let you know. I I think, and my spirit felt mm. it might have been off. What do you think? Actually, I had that on Wednesday night uh, when I spoke at Young Adults. I think I was, I spoke about um, like the, the how valuable we are as humans to God because of the price that was paid for our life, which was Jesus Christ's mm. life. Um, and I was really just using that as an example to show us like that how glorious it is that God would choose to use us yeah. uh, and like how valuable He thinks we are. Um, but I, I didn't like say it quite well because I had a young adult um, come up to me after the serv- after I spoke just to be like, I just want to check out what you meant by that. Because if you go too far down that line, we start moving to like the health, wealth, prosperity gospel yeah. kind of stuff where I'm like, you got it, you do you, you've got everything you need inside of you to live your best life, which is a bunch of rubbish. Um, and so I was so like encouraged that he came to me afterwards to be like, I just want to make sure what were you saying mm. when you said how valuable we are. Um, and I was like, yo, actually, I don't think I did it justice on Wednesday night. I just kind of said those things and moved on. Yeah. But actually what I'm trying to say is you are valuable because Christ says you're valuable. But Christ's life is way more than just how valuable we are. It is like the, the forgiveness of our sins. It is um, our right standing with God. It's our justification. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is so much more to it than just like you're valuable because Christ chose to die for you. Like it, That's like a nice little... Sunday school thing to be honest like it's so much deeper than that and um, so yeah I I was just so encouraged that he came up to me afterwards and like challenged me on that but in a gentle loving way um, where he could have actually maybe called me out and been like that's kind of heresy because where I was going was close to heresy without me really it was was an off off the cuff statement anyway I'm digressing Uh, I just think it's so great when we can approach one another in love yeah. And say, this is what I think instead of God said. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we, we should probably wrap up in, in a few minutes. Uh, anything you want to close off with there, Seb? So I think it's just, I think from my side, we need to realize that we don't need to say God says to get acknowledgement from people. Sure, that's good. Because I think we, we, we use it because we come to a point where we don't believe the person's going to believe what we're saying or acknowledge what we're saying if we don't use the words God said before. So we need to realize, like, go out. Your words are your words. Mm. Speak your truth, but use God's God's authority in or the authority we've been shown in the Bible. Just be careful with saying speak your truth because I think that's a saying that guys will use today by, like, Speak your truth as in truth is relative. Just want to double okay, make sure no, no, no. what are you saying on that? So there's an absolute truth and this is the absolute okay, truth. Good, Jesus good, good, is the absolute yeah, truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got our own words. Yes. Use your own words is a better way of there saying it. Then, not yeah. use your own truth. Use your own words. People, if it is like what you are saying is valid, they will acknowledge what you're saying. Mm. You don't need to put God said before everything. To get acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah, People good. will acknowledge you if what you are saying is correct and true. Mm, so good, dude. So I think that, from my side, that's where, where I'd like to leave this conversation. You're a good man, Seb. 
Um, yeah, I think I'll leave it there as well. I just want to again point people to some resources like we've got, um, I mentioned I think in the first podcast, gotquestions.org, I think. Yeah. I use that a lot to try and understand this kind of stuff. Um, really good. So if you gotquestions.org, check that out. Um, the bookstore here at Rosemary Kenyon Church has loads of resources. Sure. Um, read your Bible. That's an awesome resource. Best uh, resource of them all. And like Seb, you've quoted Dallas Willard quite a bit. You've quoted C.S. Lewis. Like yeah. These are some really good authors to go and just read. Um, not even specifically around this topic, but just to like immerse yourself General. in guys who love God. Mm. Um, John Markoma, another awesome author. He's got a brand new book, actually, Live No Lies. Mm. Uh, I want to give a read to Ooh, soon. That, uh, that sounds cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sermons, podcasts, there are a lot of really good resources out there to help you figure out, is God speaking to me or am I crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and I think, but on that, I think when we do look at resources, so when we do look at Quotes, for instance, yeah. like I didn't just put Dallas Willard's quotes down on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Like I know who Dallas Willard is. Yeah. I I know I've heard him speak. I've heard him preach. I've been in a Bible study. Yes, I have. Where we used his resources. Where we used his resources, yeah. and I trusted the people that have used his resources. Mm. And like we've done research to figure out that Dallas Willard is a person that we can. We can trust. Mm. Same with C.S. Lewis. He's been proven that we can trust his yeah. his word. So we need to be able to, like, you need to double check who you're using. You can't just use anyone to quote. Because yeah. I think, I mean, I, there was a quote that I came across within, not research for this, but for something else, yeah. where I went back and I was like, who is this guy that said this? Because mm. it's a cool quote, but who said this? Yeah. And it came out that he was, a pastor at a church, but it was a, a church that had some skewed, like, viewings on on the gospel and <laughs> things like that. So I scratched that quote. I was like, nah, well, yeah. if that's where he, he's the authoritative figure in that church, he is that church, he's mm. their senior pastor, then his views are the same as the church. Nice. So I did my research on him, realized, hold on, the quote might be cool, but, but it's not coming from the right source. That's good, bro. So we need to double or triple, quadruple check our sources because there are unfortunately pastors out there, people out there that are skewing the word of God Mm. for their own gain. Yeah, Yeah, you can't just hit up a Google search and pick the first one and be like, like a shop, I've got some some hope here. Yeah. Um, Sick, I just want to leave you guys with a couple of verses. So Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word as is obviously God speaking, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the things for which I sent it. And then from our New Testament, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, Paul writing to Timothy saying, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for reproof, sorry, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm. And so that is just what God's word is for us. It is God speaking. God said, yes, he did. That's our Bible. And so read that if you want to know what God is saying. Um, And then pray, listen, lean into him. His Holy Spirit will guide you. 
and uh, we will just be an awesome community of faith. But that's it from us today. Uh, if you've made it all the way to the end, thank you very much. We yep. really appreciate it. Don't forget, if you would like to kind of post any questions, you can post it on the link uh, or in the video, or you can DM us on Instagram. On uh, the website, uh, Seb's set up a really cool thing where you can WhatsApp us. So if there's anything, we can be praying for you guys, or any questions for those of you who are listening. Just know that we are here as young adults figuring out what it means to be a Christian in this world. Yeah, that's it. We love you. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good day. Cheers. Cheers. 